Welcome back to the Dante's Paradiso podcast, A Journey Through the Spheres of Heaven, with Richard Emerson. The Roman Eagle as Bringing Redemption to Humanity. That is the title of this episode, and it is taken from Canto 6, line 79 to 93. And this is where Dante is joining the topics from the two previous episodes with the increased virtue of the empire and the role of Caesar and the empire in a much bigger spiritual context. After increasing virtue in the world from the time of Aeneas, the Roman eagle further brought the redemption through first establishing an empire with Caesar and then given the glory of being the hand for the crucifixion. As Emperor Justinian continues his sweeping account of Roman history from its earliest beginnings with Aeneas in Latium, he suddenly creates a stunning reframing of the impact of the imperial eagle in a spiritual sense. Having been given the honor, or gloria, to fulfill the redemption of the original sin, in Dante's words. Justinian briefly recounts the events of the second emperor Augustus, reigned from 27 BC to 14 AD, how he expanded the Roman Empire to the Red Sea and put the world into lasting peace, and closed the gates of the Temple of Janus for the first time in 200 years. The gates of Janus were the official sign of whether the Roman civilization was living in wartime or in peacetime, and this closing with Augustus was only the third time in over 700 years of Roman history. But then he continues, all the deeds of imperial expansion and what had been done and would be done in the mortal reign of the eagle, in Italian, Lorenio mortal che a lui soggiace, becomes in appearance little and dim compared to what happened in the hands of the third Caesar, meaning Tiberius, who reigned from 14 to 37 AD. Dante writes in Italian, Che la viva giustizia che mi spira li concedette, in mano a quel che io dico, gloria di far vendetta alla sua ira. Meaning, that the living justice which in me breathes conceded to the imperial eagle, in the hands of the one I speak of, the glory of carrying out the vengeance of the divine wrath, which refers to Emperor Tiberius and the crucifixion in Jerusalem, which in Dante's perspective is the reaction and redemption to the fall and original sin in the Garden of Eden. So Dante makes a rather stunning shift of perspective here. First, that the whole of Roman history is small and almost insignificant compared to the spiritual transformation that happened during this era. And second, that this event was a glory granted by divine grace and providence to the Roman Empire, by making it instrumental in the process of eternal redemption for all of humanity. This reframing is also a kind of cosmic change of apprehension and shows how Dante views the relationship between the earthly and the heavenly by radically contrasting one of the greatest and highest early civilizations made by humans with an infinite transcendent reality that transformed the spiritual fabric of the universe. 
in the argument that Dante is making here. And he understandably prefaces this claim with a gentle, in Italian, se si mira con occhio chiaro e con affetto puro, meaning, if you look with clear eyes and a pure affection. So again, in a few tercets, Dante rearranges a fundamental perspective on being by both uniting the spiritual realm of Paradiso with the Roman world history, but he also infuses the spiritual into not only the individual soul or the moral dimension of being, but into everything in the worldly and the material. Once again, it echoes the beginning with the glory shining and penetrating throughout the universe, but here at a much larger scale than what one might be familiar with or accustomed to. In short, even the whole of the Roman Empire is of an arbitrary size and import compared to the divine realms of eternal truth and beauty. In other words, this is also how Dante is making Canto VI about much more than just Roman history over 2000 years seen from his time, but how the imperial eagle too is aligned with and adjusted to the transcendent truth, and how it expressed this alignment with first the increased virtue of the culture, and then later with the fulfillment of the redemption. The divine light is shining not only within our souls or in people around us, it should be within groups, communities, institutions, nations, empires, and even civilizations. In order to be healthy and sustainable over the longer term is one of the implicit arguments from Dante in this passage. So with this new outlook for the pilgrim and for us as readers, we are now ready for a further ascent while looking at the world with different eyes and perhaps with an increasing attunement and perceptiveness for the growing amount of divine light around us as we journey up towards the highest spheres of the heavens. <laughs>